Good evening, ladies and gents. Episode 12 of the Fan Zone podcast, joined by myself, Colin, and Ange, the usuals. Um, and a, t- a tough defeat to take, it feels like. Um, positives, negatives, plenty of each to take from that game, I think. But, you know, it only feels right to start with our post-match reaction, as always. Uh, if you are watching at home, let us know your thoughts on the game, you know. As we're going through, share what you think about what we're saying. Um, there's plenty of conversations and topics that will come up that you can share your thoughts on. So, you know, join in. Uh, whatever platform you're watching on, make sure you're following us. If you're over on YouTube, if you subscribe and hit the bell, you'll, you'll be notified every time we go live. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. And we'll start with you, Colin. What do you make of, uh, of, of, de- of defeat at Derby? Um. First of all, I know it's live, but I can hear a bit of interference on that thing. I don't know what's going on. I can hear, I can hear echoing, but never mind. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, defeated Derby. I was very, very, very frustrated me yesterday walking away from that ground. Um, I felt as if we, for some bizarre reason, give them far too much respect. Um, I didn't see a great deal of threat from them throughout the whole game. Um, certainly, I think I, I was sat in front of Ange and I turned around and seen her at half-time and I, I, I just said one all. I said, I reckon it'll finish a draw, this. Because I just couldn't see what, what they had more than us from a from an, a, a, an overall, from the overall play, if you will. Um, but obviously, when, when the game played out, they had one thing more than us, which was just a clinical edge um, and their experience in terms of the personnel shone through. Um, they, they they managed us better than we managed them, um, which I think is partly to do with the fact that they they are they have got a lot of experienced lads in their team, but but also the fact that we'd shown them far too much respect. Um, we didn't play our normal game. We didn't seem confident certain players should i say didn't seem confident they were a little bit they were a little bit of nerves why why i, I don't know like you know concerning if we go to wembley in front of you know 50 60,000 if they can have a bit of nerves at pride park of all places uh whether that played a part i don't know but yeah i was very frustrated yesterday personally and i still am to be honest with you because i think i think we could have got something from that game there was there was an opportunity there, and um, yeah, we, we failed miserably, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. Uh, like I said before, if, if you are watching at home, drop your comments in on the stream, let us know what you thought of the game, your initial sort of reactions, whether you're disappointed with that, or um, let us know. And what did you make of it? What, what, are, you, what are you feeling? <clears throat> Similar to Colin, that it was disappointing and it was a bit frustrating that we didn't play our game. Um, they're definitely much more physical than us. They're, they're a bit more, not bullyish, but maybe bullyish. They weren't going to let us have our own game. The press was so high. They would not let us play it from the back. They played a really good game. I don't think they're a brilliant side, but they played the game the way they know they could beat us. And I think that makes them that made them a better team on the day. Um, the Goldrick, whoa. I always judge opposition players by how annoying I find them. And he annoyed me. He annoyed the life out of me yesterday. So, um, yeah, I think they missed him. And if he'd have been playing when we played him at home, we might not have got away with that nil-nil. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough old game. Um, one with... Not very many chances at either side, but there were just one side that that seemed to take them that little bit better. Uh, We've had some comments in. Um, We'll go with Liam. And he said, Derby staff to play Chef Wednesday, Plymouth, Peterborough, Wickham and Barnsley away and Ipswich at home. And they've got a lot of the top eight to play away from their ground yet, which is a good point. I thought the Derby side that we saw at our place was, you know, strikingly different to the team at home. Um, Definitely. Uh, similar to ourselves, you know, 
the, the team that turns up at the Uniball can often be levels above what we've seen at, at some away performances, you know, Lincoln, Cheltenham, Forest Green, just, just to name a few. Um, so what the league table will look like at the end of the season, who knows? I'd still have Derby pretty confidently to, to, to finish up in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Chris has said, rare I say this, I disagree. Call too many occasions that they identified the fact that it is not the priority of our fullbacks to defend. They exposed the de- defensive transition between fullback and centre-back, which is another good point. I thought there were a, a number of occasions actually where our wing-backs were caught out quite high up the pitch. Um, and <clears throat> their wingers, uh, especially with Mendes uh, Lang, I think is how you say it. I thought he really, really exposed that space. Um, but that is our game plan. We stuck to it. We didn't back away from it. We tried playing our game. We just, we just couldn't do it. Um, and, you know, those performances happen. Another one I said, I think we lost the better team. Literally two of their players recently played at Prem level, which is another good point. I said that myself um, when I was reflecting on the game, that there's a team there that although are under a transfer embargo have brought in players that are not league one level at all um i saw a tweet that said derby are actually a, a mid-table championship just playing in league one which you know with players like connor hurrahan and david mcgoldrick you know are they league one level i mean because i certainly don't think so uh another one david has said lost to a good manager in paul warm just like rather on last season and now derby take it and move on another good point um, you know, two losses in I think maybe 13 or 14 games. It's not not a bad record at any level to have. Uh, and Forest Green gives us the perfect opportunity really to bounce back and kick on again. Um, and Liam's just said on that point that I made, I think Derby got taken over right at the point we were in for Barkheisen. And he would have been a cracking signing, was good both games against us, uh, which is another good point. <clears throat> a really talented player. Um cool. Lots of pace, which I think it was very visible in that Derby team. Lots of energy, lots of aggression. Uh, something that we just couldn't handle. Um, and, you know, despite that performance being one uh, that, that many will be keen to put behind them, I thought the fans were, were absolutely excellent. I'm not sure about both of you, but I thought the travelling support in full voice was was absolutely phenomenal uh, and is really good to see. I don't know if either of you got anything to add to that. Just felt like it just felt like a proper game. Like yeah. before we went, before we went live, before I said to you, Bendin, I like I was sat or stood, should I say, um, as the some of the fans were coming in up the steps and there's a group of young lads must have been, I don't know, 18, 19, like, wow, look at this ground, like proper proper groundness and all they were saying, I was like the Pride Park. <laughs> we're not exactly turning up to Emirates here type thing, but um it had it, that, that field in it. I feel like I feel like a proper football match, and um, compared to some of the other, some of the places that we've we've found ourselves attend, attending in recent recent years, it's uh, it was it was nice to be at a proper 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 ground and a proper a proper match again. And I think there is the fans responded to that in response in, in response to your question. Um, and the fans yesterday, I think both sets of fans recognised that it was a it was a proper game, which. Another reason why it annoyed me even more the fact that we didn't turn up really because we had an opportunity there to close that gap. I, I, I tweeted on Friday or, or Saturday morning, I think it was something along the lines of if we if we win today and Ipswich drop points, you know, we're within touching distance of Ipswich and then we could start looking for this top two. And that was the attitude that Derby's fans had going into that game yesterday because I was listening to a few walking to the ground yesterday. They were saying exactly the same thing. And it, it annoyed me again because some of our fans were like, oh, we're not going to get to the top two though, regardless of how today's results go. And it's a mentality thing, and I think the players, I don't know, for some reason, didn't this didn't t- turn up yesterday? Maybe they think that as well. Maybe they think they're not good enough to get that top two spot, and they're happy to settle for and consolidate for the top within the top six. Um, you can probably f- hear the frustration still in my voice, and I, I am irritated by that result yesterday. But yeah, the fans are great, fantastic. <coughs> Yeah. Back, back to the point at hand, Carl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I judge things like this off of Finn's, my my boy's reaction, and he absolutely loved yesterday. Even though we didn't win, 
he was he was singing constantly, chanting, loving it, just looking around him all the time. He kept saying when it first kicked off, he's like, I can't, I'm not even watching the game. I just keep looking at all the fans. And for me, that was like, yeah, this is this is a good. This the atmosphere is amazing. You're so close to the home fans at Pride Park that that like bit of banter between the two was. Was good. I I really enjoyed it. Other than the fact we didn't really turn up, I thought the the actual day stuff was was good. Good effort. Absolutely. Good effort, whites. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a good turnout, and, and we were in full voice for for large parts of the game. Brandon has said that it was the best away atmosphere he's been to in his life, and he's been watching since two thousand three. Which you know I, I've not been attending that long, but I can safely say I think that was up there with one of the best games I've been to in terms of atmosphere. <laughs> Um, so yeah, all credit to the Bolton fans. We we always do our best, and we, I don't think we ever disappoint really. Um, just on, on on atmosphere, one point I did want to touch on. Uh, I think not long into the game, there was a a bit of chaos that erupted in the Derby end, where they all seemed to to partake in a bounce of some description. Um, not one I think I've seen before from any set of fans. I don't know if you both saw it, but there was some sort of it was like a a mexican wave of people just bouncing in the home end uh, and it was strange to say the least yeah so it's uh, so i spoke to a friend about this earlier and he said that it's the it's the if you don't bounce you're a red against forest thing right, so okay. um it's been going for years but obviously we've not played them for a little while so <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Not one I think we'll be seeing at the uni ball anytime soon. Yeah, one um, of those rivalries where obviously they're yeah they're, they're singing about a prem team. And... Yeah, yeah. I like to me. It got it got it got people going, didn't it? Um, I think the atmosphere is you know as a whole yesterday were class, weren't it? I, I like we were we were going on we were going down the one on the wanderers route, weren't we, for a, a good while. And, they had yeah. no idea. They had no idea what we were singing, yeah. and yeah, at some point, but it did turn into it. Rah, 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 yeah. rah, rah. <laughs> it, was, it was a noise that I think it proper got to them, didn't it? And it reacted. Yeah, yeah. And them react in it as well, which was it was. Gosh, they were, it was, yeah, it was annoying. It must have sounded really annoying because we were doing it when we double time yeah. it, and it was all like, yeah. Rah, rah, rah. yeah. I love that. Ten minutes of that. That was their best. That was our best ten minutes of play. That it was. It proper spurred them on. I can say, I, I mentioned that, you definitely could tell that it picked the lads up that little bit more. Uh, but I do agree that uh, there is an occasion it just sort of blends into one really <laughs> long, just, just a noise. It doesn't even have any any words to it. It's just a... Uh, 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 uh. Um, <laughs> but that certainly picked the lads up, but it was a, 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 little, a little too late maybe. And then their second goal came and I think that more or less certainly killed the fans off it felt like uh for, for a little while but it was a bit of a poor start even before that uh we looked really quite shaky um I, I can't really put my finger on why i think derby found most of their joy in, in the wide spots um in behind our fullbacks on a number of occasions and obviously with so much talent and, and, and pace up front you know when you leave spots open derby are going to find it um why do you think that was? Do you think the time maybe, the team maybe needs some time to gel? You know, obviously we've got two new signings that had started. I think Mlundalu's played two and Rando Williams has only played three games. Um, what do you think the reason for that shaky start was? Was it nerves? I mean, we've seen it before, but this seemed to be slightly more concerning than the usual. It wasn't just a, a momentary, momentary, you know, lack of concentration. This seemed to go on for 15, maybe 20 minutes. Why do you think that was, Colin? I think it was a combination of, of a couple of things. I think nerves, possibly. Although, you'd think they're becoming accustomed to playing in front of proper crowds these days. Um, so I'm not sure about that one, but maybe. I think the fullbacks were a concern for me yesterday, um, during and, and after the game, because... The, the lad at left back, yes, he's new to the side. Yes, he's obviously trying to find his feet in our system. He hasn't played a lot of football and he isn't a left wing a left wing back. He's a left winger. And it's showed against that that um the lad who used to be at Cardiff. Um can't remember his name now. 
the right the right wing goals. They can't come out me out here. Mendes, Mendes, Mendes. Yeah, yeah. I'm short against him because he's he's a he's a experienced and he and he's and he's direct and quick and strong and explosive. And I think he were concerns uh, Randall Williams yesterday about him as well, which obviously you know in a, put him on the back foot a little bit, didn't it? And on the other side, I thought, and I, I kind of I said this to my mate who went down with yesterday. I, I I wouldn't have been I would have been quite happy in a way that it would have rested Connor Bradley yesterday because he looked he's looked tired in recent weeks. Then he yeah. looked he looked exposed at times defensively yesterday and offensively as well. He wasn't his he wasn't his normal self and he hasn't been his normal self in the last last few games. And I think he just needs a good rest to be honest with you. Do you um, wonder whether that whether that yellow card thing is worrying him though? Like we've got that hanging over him that he's if he gets another, he's out for two. Do you think that's slightly playing on his mind? Because it, so, it must. I don't there was so. definitely one incident. I think he pulled. Uh, I shirt, think he pulled his shirt. He pulled his shirt, and he was. Yeah. I, 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 you know, if it would have been a yellow, I don't think there'd have been many complaints. But he looked pretty frustrated when he'd given that away. Um, there was a he knows, he's gonna get that, he knows he's going to get that booking though between now and March, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, so I thought. It's pretty tough for him to not get it, but there was a a moment where he thought, "Oh shit!" Um, but you know, I just think he needs a rest. I just think he's, he's his first season at, at, at senior level, and I think he's played so much football, and it's easy to forget he's only nineteen years old. And he looked he looked like he needed a rest yesterday, and he, 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 I, can't, I certainly can't see him starting on Tuesday night. He, he, there was no way would Ian ever rest him against Derby. Yes, Tuesday against Boris Green, maybe, and he mm. absolutely needs it, like you say, Carl. The poor lad's been ran ragged. Um, but no, there, there was no way he was going to rest him on Saturday. No, no, it was. I didn't. I don't think he would have done. But it wouldn't have surprised me if we'd have done it because it, you're up against you're up against a, a better side in the division, aren't you? So like you know maybe a bit of experience, better, you know someone better defensively. Could that have done us favours possibly at right wing back? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But um, yeah, he needs a rest, I think. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I think for a number of weeks now, he's looked from you know maybe the 60th, 70th minute onwards that he's flagging a little bit. Uh, we've had some comments in that I'll run through. Um, some I don't want to touch on just yet because it is in our list of things to speak about a bit later on. Um, Name drop the people though, so they can so they know we've a good, good chance of going to speak about it. <laughs> yeah, and fire yeah, so people. One yeah, yeah. Chris about a new striker. Uh, that is something we're going to touch on later. Not necessarily a new striker, but new signings in general. Uh, so we'll touch on that. Uh, we've had one from Danny uh, mentioning saying short eye look decent, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. Uh, another one from Chris about short tire as well. Uh, there is a lot of comments tonight. Um, one from Liam about another season in League One. We did a poll on that, um, and that is on its way to you all. Um, but yes, moving on. Anyway, uh, David has said, agree with Colin Connor feeling the effects of a full first season, which is a, another good point. Um, it is his first season, and, and some fans would do well to remember that. that He's never been at this level before, uh, but he's taken it in his stride. But you know, a, a his, performance, his performances in terms of like you know, he's still turn, he's he's still putting in good performances. He's still like a you know six and a half, seven out of ten. He's just not yeah. been that asset from an attacking point of view. I don't think in the last half an hour, the last twenty minutes of games when we need him to be, um, that he has been in 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 recent months. That's yeah. what I'm kind of meaning. That makes sense. And some rotation may well do, do him the world of good. Uh, Danny said, I put Gethin right wing back on Tuesday. Um, you know, if Gethin is back up to speed, then that is, you know, there's potential for that to happen. Um, just on a good note, I suppose, more than anything, uh, Dan and Lundaloo looked quite good, I thought. Uh, you know, he worked hard, ran his socks off, uh, put himself about, uh, and has shown mm. perhaps more signs of, uh, of good things to come from that lad. What did you both make of uh, what I thought was a pretty impressive performance? We'll go to you, Ange. What did you make of it? I mean, yeah. He's, he's like he said in his post-match interview, he was disappointed in, in himself. I think he got himself into some really good positions. I thought he worked really hard. It was just his 
finished, it's just that cutting edge and it? it's that it's that gelling with his teammates and that little bit of clinicalness in the box, which it'll yeah. it'll come, it'll it'll come. It for me he looks like a, a really promising signing. Um no complaints for his second first full full first start, wasn't it? Second yeah. kind of appearance. Yeah, what about you, Colin? Um I think the, he was he just didn't get in the box enough, did he? Um he played he played well, like you know, dropping deep, some nice touches, playing the ball, using the ball well, distribution's good. Always plays with his head up, you know, you know, he knows where the players are around him. Um, very good balance, good strength, wins a lot of duels, but we just didn't get him in the box enough. I, I had a look before we, we came live and um I made a shot here. It's a minute note here. Dion Charles and between both strikers against Derby, Dion Charles and Mumblu had one shot on target in in ninety minutes between them. So they just, they just weren't in the box enough, were they? You know, and that that was the problem yesterday with him. If, if, if he's in and around the box more, he's having he's having attempts on goal. He probably looks like he has a better performance, even better performance than he actually did. But um, overall, yeah. I thought he did all right. Yeah, um, tried to influence the game, didn't he? But we just didn't. We just didn't show up, did we? Uh, across the park, which didn't help him. Um, yeah. I think it, it was play. a tough tough game for him to come in and start in. Um, you know, Derby aren't an easy side to play against by any means. Uh, and so dropping him in for his second start, I think it, it, maybe if Jan had started, uh, if he was, you know, injury-free, it might have looked a bit different and that shaky start might not have impacted us so much. Um, but it definitely looks like and Lundley will be that, you know, deep striker that, that comes and gets the ball. And, you know, Charles can, can play off that and thrive off that, hopefully. Uh, it's something we didn't see against Derby, albeit. Uh, but hopefully, once that partnership starts to starts to gel, we might be able to see that um, that injury for Jan has just come at such a poor, poor time. Um, but we've got some comments in. Danny has said, Unlundaloo, definitely an improvement on backer, but with JDB out, we need at least two more forwards. That's something we'll come on to later with regards to new signings and stuff. Oh, that's, um, sorry, um, sorry Ben, to interrupt. That's a really good point by Danny, Danny B then. He's a massive upgrade on Bakayoko. So all we can really do, in terms of a footballer, Bakayoko last season scored plenty of goals, didn't he? He was a bit of a super sub, weren't he? Hence the, hence the song that he got, cult status. But he's he's um he's just a better, he's just a better footballer. You can just see it stands out a mile. Um, so that's a really valid point on, on that one from from Danny. Yeah, it is indeed, uh, and hopefully it won't be the last we see of him at the end of the season. But another one from Brandon that said, "Unlundley looks like a more polished backer to me." Uh, again, and, and this is all we can really hope for, isn't it? Really, with players like we get rid yeah. of players, Bakayoko, we get rid of um, we get rid of uh, Dapo. And as long as there's improvement in the personnel that comes through the door to replace them, then we can't complain, can we? And obviously, this. I happens. mean, we can because we're Bolton fans and we do, but yeah. Well, we should. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't complain. She'll be really. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. There's upgrades. So. Yeah, David has said that uh, I feel we do not feed our strikers enough. Feeding our scraps means we need to bolster our midfield. And I thought one thing that, that was significantly lacking from yesterday's game was that number 10 uh which i will keep banging on about for as as long as we don't have one kieran lee bless him he really tried but i just thought the game really passed him by you just couldn't against sort of the, the teams that play a low block we slow the game down and we control possession really well um you know they don't press us we have time on the ball but in a, a really fast-paced high press game kieran he looked a little bit lost at times. Uh, he, he got quite frustrated. I think there are uh, one or two fouls that he gave away um, that, that seemed to come out of frustration more than anything. Um, and, you know, maybe show the short tyre in time will, will prove to us that he can be that number 10 and give us that, you know, bolster that we need in that creative space. Uh, Chris has said as well that he agrees with David. He didn't see any creativity from the front two yesterday, which... You know, if they aren't getting the service that they need, it's going to be even harder for them to, to create chances. Um, Danny has said, we do forget how good Lee was v Portsmouth, though. Everyone has their off days. This is another good point. Um, I think the team has been unchanged now for three or four games. And, and for Kieran Lee, I can imagine that's a bit of a stretch. 
Um, so, you know, some good depth would, would do us the world of good in that position. Um, James has said, a bit lightweight in midfield versus the big teams, potentially a better MJ who controls the game and allows us to express ourselves could make a difference in those type of games, yeah, which yeah. is another fantastic point. Uh, you know, if, if we had a player that, it feels harsh saying, but that was a better version of MJ, I think we'd, a Connor Hurahan, for example, you know, I think we'd be flying, but those sorts of players, one, come with a hefty price tag. And, and if you if you can find them, they come at a hefty price tag. Uh, there aren't many of them knocking around. We just, we just, I, I just think we just, it's a, sort of a bit of a shit house in midfield, really. Somebody who's just going to put the foot in, um, dictate, try and obviously dictate play. Um, you know, you've got to use good distribution of the ball. That's that's what we need to somebody to yeah. sit. Uh, like a young Carl Henry, maybe something like that. Yeah. It, it's a strange one with our midfield because the players that are in there can all play pretty well. Uh, you've got Morley who can play deep, and I think we need that. I think without that, we, we'd struggle to get the ball out of defence into midfield. Um, I think when we play with MJ, that shows that when we have that, you know, robust midfielder that sits in a in a deep role, we often struggle to get the ball up the pitch. Uh, a lot of backways and sideways movement. Um, and then you have Dempsey, who is that, you know, warrior and that, that little Rottweiler that gets at people and isn't afraid to put himself about. But then if you get rid of him and then you've not really got that, you know, the, the link up between the midfield and the, and the attack. Uh, Lee can offer us that, but as we've as we've seen, there are some games that can sort of pass him by. Um just touching on players, Shortire, I thought he had a good debut. Uh, he looked lively. Um, obviously, didn't really get much, but from what I saw, um, positive signs. Another one like Lundley that I think we will see more of. Mm. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. What did you make of his of his debut, Ange? I, I thought he was, came on like a little ball of energy. Um showed some really good promise and can see kind of why Ian's excited by him. I think he must have been with us about three years or something, three, four days, so give the kid a chance. And yeah. I think somebody put it in the chat, let him start Tuesday. I, I fully agree with that. Stick him on for Kieran or give Kieran a sit down. Um, mm. Go at him, see what he's got. Mm. Yep. Wouldn't yeah. be opposed to that. Colin, what did you think of his performance? I was a bit annoyed actually yesterday with Ian Everett's uh, comments because I was thinking exactly the same thing. Well, the, for the, the time he was on the pitch, Everett said it in his post match yesterday, we need to, the players need to trust him more, or it seems like they need to trust him more. And that's what I thought because he was, there's the few occasions that he got the ball and he turned on on, on, on the half and he needs. He's looking over his left and right shoulder. He can see what's around him. He's got a good low centre of gravity, willing to take players on. But he didn't get the ball delivered to, to him to his feet as, as much as he probably should. And that trust, um, I think, from from the players around him uh, is necessary. Um, and that will come with time, obviously. And yeah, it'll I'll, come. It'll come, yeah. It definitely will come. But You can tell he's got somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a definite little spark about him. There's something I think he could be potentially a really tricky, tricky kind of woman. I don't know what gunpowder. <laughs> he looks like gunpowder. one of those types that'll that'll proper wind opposition up. Um, yeah, he might be. He might be our little shit house. He might be difficult to. I think he's probably a difficult player to play against as well for, from a from an opposition part of view because. Obviously, he's quite he's quite small and nimble, and he seems that way as well, and difficult to pick up when he runs from from the field. I would imagine as well. Um, so it should, should be an asset, and just back the line in it now. Really, that's all we can do. Um, yeah. Regardless of kind of what happens, really, just make sure we're back in. Yeah, he looked good. I thought on the half turn there were a number of occasions where you could see that that little spark of creativity, looking to get forward and drive us on. Uh, Danny said he's played for the United Youth for a reason, and you can see it. Which you know, yeah, good absolutely, um, absolutely. Some hot prospects that have, have gone through them levels and are in those like levels Chris, now, like Chris Eagles. Absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> moving away from players slightly, I don't think there were there were many more that that stood out. Um, but 
a tradition that we're, we're going to get into the habit of doing is the fan zone man of the match. Um, probably a tough one to pick. Uh, not many options, I don't think. But if you had to narrow it down to one, who is who are you giving the award to? If you're watching at home, drop in who you thought the man of the match was. Uh, let us know yeah. who you think deserves right. it. Try and um, try and uh, let us know you man of the match. Yeah, try and pick one um, <laughs> if you can. It was it was a tough old game for all of them. Uh, I don't think any of them will be happy with the performance, but um, if one stood out, do let us know. Ange, do you have someone in mind? Fans, I give it to the fans. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't. Oh, they were all much of a muchness, weren't they? I don't. Uh, maybe Dan just for. Start and he showed a bit of summer. I don't know. Oh, yeah, sack it. They were all not brilliant, so we'll go. With, we'll go with Dan the man. Fair point, Colin. Uh, Dion for me, just his tenacious attitude. He never, he never gets up, does he? Chase everything down. He's always, he's always getting his body in, in, in between and trying to get fouls, trying to get us up the pitch. Highlighted his attitude when he got us an assist for um, our consolation. By just chasing down the defender and keeping the ball in play, that's all we can go off in it, really. Just, yeah, just, really, just stay on for me. There are some comments coming in that I will put on screen sharing your man of the matches. Um, I'm gonna think I'm gonna agree with the one that was just on screen then. Um, on Wonderloo for me, just the way he put himself about, I thought, you know, considering it was his, his first start for us, I thought he was a, a, a good asset. Um, and although, you know, he couldn't find the back of the net, there were plenty of signs showing that he will do at some point. Um, one from Mark that said, man of the match, the ball boys collecting Trafford. <laughs> um, I think it was Trask, one. Trask, we, we, yeah. Go on, Colin. No, I was going to say, Trask distribution this season's gone. Yeah. I don't know whether because we, we, we seem to be asking him to play more direct balls or long balls depending on what team you play for. Um, but, yeah, his distribution doesn't seem as good as it was last season for me. So that's he, he seemed a bit off it for a couple of games with his distribution. I think um, Portsmouth in the Cup was like, what's he doing? Um, yeah. I don't know. Not been Yossi bad, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> not right. quite Yossi bad. But it's like, oh, oh, it's me check me boots. So what's wrong with these studs? What happened? Mm. <laughs> and you're like, oh, trash. There, there does seem to be a noticeable change in the types of passes he's playing. I think a lot of them were mm. just out to Santos. Uh, that's always how it used to be. And now he's he's, he's looking for the head of either Mlundaloo or Bradley, it seems, is quite good in the air. Uh, or it was Jan whilst he was fit. Um, that does seem to be the nature to go long uh, quite a lot. Uh, so that might be, you know, a change in his game that he's still adapting to. Um, one question that has divided opinion on Twitter, to say the least. Um, there is a poll over there if you do want to go and check it out uh, on Twitter. Uh, and that is, would promotion to the championship this season be too soon? Um, make of that what you will. Uh, there was a comment before from Liam, I believe. Uh, so we'll open open the floor with this one. And he said, would you take an extra season in League One and strengthen? Sounds counterintuitive not to aim to go up to me, but look at the state of Wigan. If we win the Pizza Cup this year and go up Portos next year, who knows? What, what are your thoughts on that? I'll give you some time to ponder it and, uh, and just read through some of the responses that we got on Twitter. Um, but like I said, we did put a poll out. So would uh, the step up to the championship be too soon this season? Um, 45% of you said yes, and 55% of you said no. Uh, I'll read out some of the responses. Uh, one of them said, promotion from this league is so difficult. I will happily take it however and whenever it comes, including this season. I'd rather struggle and scrap to stay up in the championship than risk getting stuck in the League One playoff lottery year after year. Which, you know, on paper, you can't really argue with it. Um, someone else said, I think we wouldn't have the resources to recruit enough to stay in the championship in the summer. 
That's a realistic statement, not, not a negative one. If you could guarantee me that when we get Traff and Bradley back, then I'd be tempted to change my answer. Um, one from Tony Partington, who said, the answer to this is somewhere between, yes, I'd love us to go up because we would entice better quality players. But currently, we are not quite ready on or off the pitch to compete effectively in the championship. But he said, promoted. What's that? Sorry, this, I know you said give it a bit of time before you to ponder your, 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 your opinion, but we, we don't know how equipped we are off the field. None of us do. Because we quite clearly have a consortium in place of people that have got business acumen. We've just seen that because it just flogged Dapo at the first, first real opportunity. Um, we don't know what... My, my point is, is that... With, with them having the business acumen that they've got, I very much doubt that they haven't got irons in the fire if we were to get into the into the championship. Because it's a business and they want to profit from the business. They want, want to get it in a place where they can sell it on, which is the ultimate goal as far as they're concerned as well. As, whether, as much as we love Sharon or not, she wants to make make a few quid for her, for her sons and, and, and bugger off to the Caribbean. That's her ultimate goal. She's not in it for you know for it forever um so to get us to that next level the next level is a championship but she's a businesswoman she's gonna we so none of us can say that we're not equipped off the off the park because we just don't know so to answer the question is fucking get promoted <laughs> the first opportunity because it's just like the one of the comments said it's just a lottery in it and you can't we can't be messing about in league one for too long because you'll end up like Sheffield United took them what five, four, five, six years to get out the League One, I think it were. And Sunday. ridiculous. <clears throat> we, you just, there isn't, yeah, get out as soon as possible. None of that win the pizza, pizza cut trophy and all we get next year. No, win that and then go back a month later and get promoted in playoffs. That's what we do. And if we do, we don't survive, we don't survive. But yeah, none of us can say that we're not equipped off the field because we just don't know. And what are your thoughts? I, I wrestle with this question so much because it's very head and hearty. So my heart, absolutely, yeah. Of course I want to go up. Absolutely, I want that. I want that promotion party. Of course I do. Um, how many of our squad would we need to change to compete? I, would, I can't be asked to going up and down. I cannot be asked to be in a yo-yo club. Um, but then, like... I think people have said on the on the comments, you go up, you get a bit of money, you attract better players. It's all it's all a lottery. Football a lot of the time is a lottery. So there's not just the playoff lottery. There's also the what you're going to get in the summer lottery and who's going to leave lottery and the who's going to break the leg lottery. There's so much lottery to be had in the game of football that all you can do is try your best, isn't it? If you go up, we go up, and you've just got to make it work. And fingers crossed, you don't come tumbling back down the following season. So, to, to answer that question, I would not be would not be the end of the world for me. This is my opinion. If we don't go up this season, I'd when we came up from League Two, I absolutely had in my head. I reckon we'll be three years three, four years, because if look at what Ipswich have just shelled out £2 million for two players. It's like, how do you compete with these money bag clubs? And uh, I don't know. What if they don't go up and they've just pissed all the money up the wall? Do you know what I mean? It's like uh, the sustainability of my club is really important to me. So, yeah, it's a really tough question for me, that one you might have gathered. <laughs> right. Ryan, Ryan the Wanderers made it. Made a good point there. So um, we'll find it. Which one was most, it? His most recent um, post. This one? No, the most recent one. Even if we went straight back down. That one. Yeah, so Ryan said, even if we went straight back down, we should be in a stronger position for the following season after a couple of championship win transfer windows. Just get up in it. Which is a good point. Um, you know, the calibre of players that you can attract in the championship is, is much better. And if they're under contract, um, as long as, you know, the club have some sort of vision to get back into the championship, which I'm sure they will have 
Um, I don't think those players are likely to just jump ship at, at the first opportunity. Um, or I'm sure that the recruitment will be done thorough enough to find the characters that, you know, would get want to, to stay in the championship. But if, if worst came to worst and we went into League One, would stick around to get us back up there. Um, in terms of sort of that whole theme of things, uh, if we are looking at, at new transfers and new players, uh, obviously we're going to need people. Uh, should we get promoted, we're going to need new signings to keep us in the championship. But right now, if we want to go up into the championship, it's also looking like with you know some of the injury news and some of the departures that we're going to need some more more players. Who Whether are... that's starting players or some more depth, but... Sorry, what, who are the departures here now? In my head, I've got Declan John leaving. Um, well, got... obviously, Backer and Dapo have gone already. Yeah. Um, yeah. Declan John, I think, will be on his way out. Um, there has been talk of sadly leaving. Whether that last gasp goal at Derby will will you know turn those rumours over? Who knows? Um, but that could be three or four, uh, possibly Isgrove as well. Uh, but I yeah. think that might be waiting till the end of the summer. Uh, I think that's when he's out of contract. Um, so he'd be, so wi- he'd be wise to he'd be wise to leave him there when he really gets some fussy, get some football, even with a, just on a loan with a view to permanent. Yeah, it's a it's a good point. You know, footballers thrive when they're playing football, uh, and at the minute, it doesn't look like that'll be the case for Isgrove either through injury or. I hate to say it because I know that someone's watching, um, but just not being competitive enough to get in our starting eleven. So, who are you looking to bring in? Uh, I think recent injuries will will change this decision. uh, But if there is money in the pot to spend, which uh, Ever has said that there is, who else are you looking to bring in to solidify our chances of, of finishing in the playoffs or maybe even making a step up into the championship? And what do you think? Oh, <laughs> I don't. I, oh, I don't know. And we were talking on the way home yesterday, and um, I think a couple of us quite like the look, like Alfie May. I know he's only little. And we need a bit of a bit more presence up front, but he bags in that team, and it's he's he's so much better than Cheltenham. Sorry, but um, we, we we absolutely need some strike force because <laughs> we're struggling, aren't we? We're struggling with we're struggling with putting them away. We're struggling with um, a bit of confidence up front. I know Dan's like brand new, but we've lost. We've lost Yarn, and I mean, I think everybody kind of to heart sinks a little bit when catches on the bench, and he's your your replacement striker. Um, I've, but I don't know. You don't know who's for sale, do you? There's, what was the? Did Chris mention something about earlier on about there been mention of a new striker but one there was not, indeed i will go and find it I, um, I think it was nixon there it is nixon spoke about a completely new striker linked any thoughts um my thoughts would be i'd like to see another striker in uh but if you're talking about any thoughts on who it is not a clue what um, type of striker though then? what type of striker do you think we need because I, I i i don't think we need a that physical, that physicality, because I think Dan will offer you that. From what I've seen, he, he can he can turn defend, he can hold, he can hold the ball, he can pin pin a centre half. You can see he's got that in him. So I, I think we we like Anish just touched upon them. We need a we need Alfie May, don't we? We need a, a, a fox in the box, so to speak, in, in my eyes. Somebody will just let Dion and let and Dunley, whoever it is who's played he's playing alongside, do all the the graft, and he'll just. Do a bit Just of an slot it in. That's all we need, isn't it? We've got grafters. Dion grafts his ass off game after game. He's just not because he's working so hard filling for other holes or whatever, or he's just not there to put it in half the time. And yeah, we need a little a little poacher, a little like Paul said, fox in the box. It's a good way of Yeah. I can't imagine it. The Medine things, you can forget that. that ain't gonna <laughs> he's on he, he's on too much money. We can't afford his wish. And B, um, he's right up Mick McCarthy Street. Yeah. 
So he'll be able to play on under Big Mick. So you can forget that one for a bag of soldiers. I like that. Yep. There are uh, a number of comments that we've had in. Um, actually, with regards to specific players, I'm not sure if these are the rumours that people have said or, or just recommendations. Uh, Danny said, I would have said Jeb- Jebison on loan from Sheffield, but now they have an embargo. I can't see it happening. Um, I can't even pretend I know much about him, but, you know, the, these players I'm sure you've all heard of. I'm not sure how much you know about them, but if they can do a job up front, I think that's all we need. One player who I, I do know a little bit about that uh, a few people have said is Alfie May. Um, and with Dan's move from Cheltenham, um, I think Chris has actually said that there, that May has months of experience of working with the Lundaloo. That's half the work already done. Um, mm. I'd love to see Alfie May, but you know I'm not sure his, his price tag maybe fits our range. Um, Does a fox-in-the-box type forward suit us, though? With the way we the way we press from the front, uh, that's what I was thinking. My initial reaction is no, because as long as you've got a fox in the box, that's all well and good. But if they aren't getting in the box quick enough, and, balls in the uh, box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the main to our side. I mean, I don't know really know great deal about the lad to be honest with you, but I do know. Look, I mean, seen a few of his goals. He's he's, he's like puts him in within the twelve yard box, doesn't it? So is he is he going to be pressing from the front? Is he going to be running his ass off? I doubt it. That Dave, David Green made a good point. Now I know it's, it's a completely different, completely different kettle of fish, but he's he's right. City won the league without an attack, without without a striker. It's a midfielder that we need, and I agree. Really, I think we yeah we needed we needed we needed a, a, a midfielder like a shit out midfielder instead. I mean, I could go into the debate about. Harland making City a slightly weaker team, but I won't. <laughs> I mean, I think because it is of worth that very thing. <laughs> I think it is worth saying that although City won the league without a striker, their number nine that they were playing with was, was Ferran Torres, who is now at Barcelona and you know isn't by any stretch of the imagination comparable with the likes of Alfie May or Dion Charles. He's, he's a little bit of a step up, so he's, he's not a natural striker, but he's. Still a, Fordham played as a as a nine as well, didn't he? For a- I'm sure. I think so, yeah. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of names flying about. Um, A lot of names flying about. I I was more leaning towards specific positions, but, I I mean, I think a striker is the obvious one that people are saying uh, we we need to reinforce. Um, And a midfielder, I I do think, we look a little bit lightweight in in some games. Uh, One name that is being thrown about. Is Connor Wickham, uh, obviously now on a free since his departure from Forest Green. Um, is this just he... us? Is this just us, or is it come from SOS, or is this just us saying we'd like him? Us is saying we like him, I think. I think that was, this, is a, it's just... this is a bit of a name, I think. Probably. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Why has he left Forest Green, though? That's my question. Why is it? Because he's just because out terrible. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Out of contract. I think he scored eight goals in, in nine games or something. He's not got a bad return. So he thought um, he'd get a, a bigger, better club with a better contract. Is that yeah. left? Is that right? Yeah, I think that is the case. Uh, although uh, someone's just dropped in that Wickham is injury prone. Well, that's why I asked. Yeah, because obviously, his career. Yeah, that's why I asked because I think I was thinking, is he injured again? Or has he got a knock? And that's why if, yeah. you know, they got rid of him or whatever. And was he offered a new contract? You think so? He scored eight goals in in. Yeah, yeah, you think so, but was it? We don't know, do we? Maybe it's costing us too much money in doctors' bills. Maybe it's what it's, maybe it's what a steak and cheese sandwich, and we couldn't get one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows the goings on? Uh, I think uh, pasty bombs at Derby were offering yesterday. Which... <laughs> That was quite a nice. That was quite quite a nice touch. That to be fair. Yeah, we've got to bring. We've got to bring that up. Third place. So. Yeah, yeah, get in the cars. Get the no cars in out. for the boys. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, the, I think I saw a few things on Twitter about it. Actually, just saying it was a, a nice gesture. Um, but yeah, I think moving away slightly from from transfers before we get wrapped up in a whole world of lots of names that half of which I don't know. Um, I'm conscious that we are on 50 minutes again, and every week we seem to be <laughs> seem to be getting longer and longer. So, 
try and try and wrap us up. Um, That's what she said. Sorry. <laughs> next, uh, next <laughs> poll. <laughs> Sorry. The office. <laughs> it was it's the office. Sorry. Uh, so the the next poll that we put out, which you can go and vote on quickly if you would like to, is should Rico Santos start ahead of Ameson against Forest Green? Um, does this provide the opportunity for him to make his way back into the team? Um, and this, I've had a few people, this is by no means suggesting that he should. The polls that we put out, we don't have an answer to them. We want the answers from you. Uh, so if you see us on Twitter asking questions, we are just asking questions and we want you to give us the answers. Um, you, really made, you really made someone angry with this one, Ben. I did. <laughs> I thought it was pretty self-explanatory, but... Uh, is this the point? Might... The point of we're like a debate show, so you yeah, can yeah. you've got to ask questions that people are talking about, and if it's not that we think one way or the other, we want we want you to to tell us what you think, and then we can talk about it. That's the whole point of it. But anyway, yeah. we don't mean yeah. to offend anyone. <laughs> no, no offense intended. Those polls are purely to get conversation starters. Otherwise, this would be one fucking boring podcast if we just talked about what we talk about. <laughs> Uh, so we've had a few in. Danny said no, aims and starts. Uh, Chris has said short answer no. Uh, David has said yes to Rico. Uh, aims and starts. The back three have been outstanding. Leave them alone. Ameson did have an absolute <laughs> stinker, and Forest Green at home is the best possible team in the league to bring back from injury. Lots of debate on this one, which was, believe it or not, why I put the poll out. Um, so yeah. What are your thoughts, Colin? Does Rico take his place back, or are you leaving that back three well alone? Hundred dollars. I'm going to say. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's putting Rico back in. Is it similar to Danny's comment? Consider considering Emerson was at fault for the second goal yesterday and scored an own goal. Then there's my thoughts on that. Um, was it an on goal? I'm pretty sure it, it looked like it were from where I was sat. Was it an on goal? The first goal? I don't think he's been credited an on goal, has he? I don't know, whatever. Anyway, um, my, my thoughts are um, Ricardo Santos is our best centre half. Um, so my thoughts are that he comes in as our captain as well as what he is. Um, also, goes back to my point before about the young lad, um, that we've got on loan from United. Um, we need Shall to trust him more on the ball. That and Ricardo Santos is a better distributor of the football than Will Emerson. And I think it's an ideal opportunity to feed get Ricardo Santos to feed him and get him on the half turn and get him creating because Santos will do that more than Emerson. Emerson's more of a old fashioned centre half, as we all know, and we all love him for. And he has been impressive in recent weeks. But I think this is an ideal opportunity to start your captain, start the young kid, get them working together and get them creating and ripping teams apart, which is, I think, what Everett sees in, in, in the young lad from United. So he starts because of that reason, as well as the fact that he's a better defender, in my opinion. And what are you what I'm saying, though, by that, his distribution is yeah. better distribute the football, isn't he? And that we want him, we want him, we want him pulling strings at young kid don't we want him to get confident in in our setup in our team i think that'll help i mean santos playing and what are your thoughts are you uh are you making any changes oh it's a it's a oh, oh i don't know um because it's forest green maybe possibly i would give will a rest and let Santos start but I agree with Chris about yesterday if Rico would have been in that back line I'd have been on edge seriously on edge um I think the three of them struggled yesterday and because they're a much more physical side and we, we might do you know what I'm, I, I have no idea what team is going to put out on Tuesday he might make he could potentially make a lot of changes on Tuesday which worries me a little bit. But then also, it's been a tough old January and we've got a, another match on at, away at Sheep o'clock in the morning at Charlton on the Saturday following it. So he's going to have to make some changes, isn't he? 
Yeah, that might some, be one. Some comments coming in uh, that, talking about Backer and his knowledge of our team, which is another good point. Um, obviously, Backer knows our team. You would have thought inside out um, how how much of an impact that makes um, when playing a team like Forest Green. Who knows? Um, but David said, I'll buy Ben a pint if Rico does not start on Tuesday. So I'm going to keep that on screen for the rest of the episode. Why did Ben get a pint? What about the rest of us? Well, shit out, ain't you? I'm just, I'm just the lucky one, obviously. <laughs> um, what else have we missed? Any comments? Um, some talking about Santos's fitness. Um, that you know he was really tiring uh, in, in his his last game, um, which might be something to do with the fact that he had pneumonia. Um, yeah, Chris but, has said that. Um, Chris Burton said that. I have had pneumonia and it's awful. Yeah. It is. It takes you so long to recover. I know they're, they're sports people and they've got a much bigger lung capacity and the recovery is probably much quicker than an average person, but he's got to have a set of lungs on him, the size of him. He's got to have huge lungs that need to recover. Mm. Um, but I suppose they're gonna, he's going to go through all that fitness testing in it before they put him on. But yeah. Yeah, I just keep seeing him against Portsmouth in the club and thinking, oh my God, I, I just can't. But yeah, we're a couple, a couple of weeks on. We're a couple of weeks on, aren't we? It is a tough one. Uh, but I am very intrigued as to what that starting lineup will look like. Uh, like you said, Andrew, I can envisage a number of changes, um, which might not always do us a favour, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, looking to wrap things up a little bit. Um, what are your sort of expectations for Forest Green then? Um, I have a feeling I know what both of you are going to say. Win, lose, draw. What is? What do you want and what is the absolute minimum? I think Collins might be the same answer for both. I think I don't th- I think we'll win, but I think it, I don't think it's going to be easy. We've lo- we lost to these early in this season. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the report side, they are where they are in the league for a reason. However, I, I, I think it'll. I think they'll give us a. I think they'll give us a. I think it'll be a frustrating night, to be honest with you. And I think the fact and that they've got backer and they've got backer. Not bothered about it. Might as well. Yeah, but like like we said, he, he knows us a little bit. He'll know. He'll know how to. Yeah. Expose a few of them. That's all. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I don't. Yeah, whether they, it's whether they love the ball, they, they love the ball, though, innit, Andrew? And I'm probably, I'm probably arguing my point here. And I, I just think they'll they'll go in. This is going to be the frustrating night, I think. To be honest, a low block, and I think they'll will find it a little bit frustrating. I think a bit a, a big a big thing for Tuesday out of the so-called seventeen thousand that'll be there, more like fourteen. Make sure when. Things aren't going our way. We aren't oh, moaning and oh, groaning and all that bullshit. We've got to get behind them and, and stick at it the whole way through the game, regardless of the scenario, because there are going to be times where I think we'll get frustrated and that sometimes can portray onto the pitch. So we've got we've got a job as fans on Tuesday night. Um, so I think if we, if we, if we back them, um, we'll win. But I think we'll win just... And hopefully clean sheet to answer the other point, um, Ben, about the expectation. I expect us to hopefully get a clean sheet because we yep. need one. We need one after conceding, don't we? Two of the weekend. It would definitely be nice. And what are your thoughts? For me, it feels very much like we we need to win it. We we have to win it because just for a bit of um, morale boosting as well as anything else. Um, I don't think they'll make it easy. I absolutely, I think they'll come and they'll sit back for a draw like every bugger else who comes. But I just hope that he'll, he plays Schola and he proves an unknown quantity and he could be, he could be the difference. He could be the difference. Um, yeah, I think we'll win it. God, I hope we win it. Every game's a must win, though, isn't it? That was a must win on Saturday in my eyes. 
Um, and we, but every game's a must win from now to the end of the season. Well, if we do win every game until the end of the season, I for one will be very happy. Um, I mean, we won, we, we won, won, but it's also won, but it is a, they are must win games. If we yeah, wanna, uh, the, you know, at this go. stage of the season, every point is is an important point. Um, so you've got to be going into games thinking that you can take all three away. Uh, one point that we'll end on, uh, if every fan who went yesterday got hold of five fans at the Reebok on Tuesday and teach them how to sing and support our lads like we did yesterday, absolutely a cracking point. Um, if we can take some of that away support, then, you know, Bring it home, back the boys, and hopefully we'll bring home three points. Uh, I think we'll win it. Um, whether that will transpire, who knows. Uh, after all, it is Bolton that we're going watching, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, yeah, thanks to everyone who tuned in tonight. Another night full of comments. Uh, really struggled to keep up, even more so than I think last time, uh, which we weren't expecting, we'll be honest. Uh, we thought after a defeat you'd have all gone and wallowed uh in, in a corner somewhere but you all turned up uh, and we do appreciate it um so yeah we'll catch you in the next one whatever you're watching on drop us a follow you can find all our socials at the bottom of the screen um if you're on youtube you know the drill subscribe hit the bell and you'll be notified every time we go live uh, and you'll never miss an episode which is of course what you all want uh, but we will see you in the next one so take care see you later I've got to see you Tuesday. Bye.